we're all kind of in this together. And um, so just to be around Pollock and Needy to say like Needy on one of the um, the last Sunday call I could make, he was like, you have those two properties. And at the time we're like, we can't do this. We can't do two. He's like, I understand, but if you can and you're comfortable, try to do it. <laughs> it's a good idea. And it kind of flipped us a little bit. We started talking about it more and that kind of pushed us to find a way to get the funding for it. Hey, this is Pollock, And what you're about to hear is a very special episode with one of the investors from our Portfolio Mastery Program. We call these Sensei Sessions. These interviews are designed to give you a perspective about what you can achieve with the right strategies and execution. I hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to check out the show notes for a link to speak with one of our senior advisors who can help you reach your investment goals. Welcome, everybody. Our Sensei Sessions are a chance for us to connect with our portfolio program graduates and hear their success stories. And I love doing these sessions. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan. And today I have the opportunity to welcome Cassandra and Elton Jones. And we always talk about having people back on the program. So you may recognize Cassandra. She has been uh, in our Sensei sessions before, but she is back with her husband. And we've got some great updates to share with you today. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, Cassandra. Welcome, Elton. Great to have you here today. Thanks for having us. Okay. So for those of you who are new and who had the opportunity to meet the two of these folks, let's start with Cassandra and just get an idea of where you live, what you do. And and I'll I'll ask the same of your husband in just a little bit. So uh, what is it that you do for a day job? Sure. Um, I, we live in Dallas, Texas, a little south called Cedar. It's a little place called Cedar Hill. We own a bookkeeping business called Payboy Bookkeeping, and I work full time in that business. That's pretty much what I do besides having two kiddos, uh, four and seven. And that's it for me. And a growing real estate business. but uh, And a growing whilst. Yeah. Yes. A very busy family. That's for sure. Uh, Elton, how about you? What is it that you do for a day job? Sure. Uh, so I work in a finance operations department for a pharmaceutical operations or a pharmaceutical distribution company as a business analyst. Okay. Um, so. so the two of you have the money thing down pat. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Uh, yeah, they're we're working hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get an idea of what has changed since we last talked. So if you kind of bring us up to speed, Cassandra, you had some exciting news to share with us when we talked before. And you just said before we got on the air here today that things are different. So (laughs) what is different? I want to hear all about it. Yeah. So but at the first call, I was under contract with a property um, and the owners or the sellers were under bankruptcy or they had a bankruptcy back in 2020. So we didn't know that and it was prolonging the closing date. So we're still under contract with them. Title is now keeping us up to date with what's going on with um, the closing. It's still not set yet, but they've gotten their documents to the attorney. The attorney is now scheduled to sign off on it. 
So we're making progress and hopefully we should close maybe in July. I'm now thinking they said the end of June, but we don't know yet. So it's there because we didn't know if we were going to close on that property. We went back to Oklahoma and met with the contractor and with the agent again and walked some properties and found another one. So <laughs> now we're scheduled to close on the 24th next Friday with this second property. So now we have two properties under contract and we're working with everybody regarding both projects right now. <laughs> so hold on, two kids, two careers, two houses. All right, so let's take a deep breath. Yeah, <laughs> and already two rentals that we had before the program, so it's it's fun. <laughs> okay, so let's go let's go straight into numbers. All right, so Elton, please jump on in. Let's go with the second property, the one that uh, it sounds like that's going to close first, and then we'll go over the numbers of the first property. But I know that our our students like to hear kind of the numbers of what's happening. So. This new property is attractive, right? The the one that's yeah. going to close first. Tell us uh, where this is. Uh, I know Oklahoma City is where you're looking, right? Yes. Okay. They're both there. Yeah. All right. So tell us uh, numbers and kind of what what made you think, all right, this this could be something we can work with. <laughs> this one, is, everything is so still up in the air. But anyway, this um, that property is where currently we're under contract with it at $129,000. The, um, when we walked the property, the contractor gave us a rough estimate of $30,000 for the rehab and the agent gave us a rough appraisal estimate or an ARV of 200000 So the appraisal came in this morning at 210000 and then the rehab though came in a lot higher at like 58000 So that scared us. However, we've been on the phone with the agent who works with this contractor that we're all kind of a team so we worked on adjusting some of the rehab you know to make it work for us we're now down to about 45 47,000 on rehab and they are working to get the uh, purchase price reduced from the sellers as well so we've been working on some ways to get the number or the sell the selling price or the closing price down, as well as figuring out the rehab and making those, making it work better. Okay. So one of the major items was that the electrical, um, it needs to be changed. They didn't see that apparently before. There were three items there. That was one of the major ones. The roof, at first the roof seemed pretty great. So they were like, oh, you could kind of do that down the line, maybe do an insurance claim for it later kind of thing. No, it needs to be done right now. So there are some items there that I guess they didn't catch that they caught just now um, that caused that to happen. Uh, I want to, while you're, while you're speaking, I want to bring in Elton because both of you are doing this together, right? So you're hearing all this news. I'm just going to say good, not say good news or bad news, but you're hearing this news yeah. together. How are the two of you managing all this? And Elton, what is going through your mind as you're hearing these um, numbers that are bigger than you had thought? Um, I tend to lean to the positive side. So I have in my educational training, I've had like um, one or two courses in real estate. Um, and my one of the professors really said something to me that hit home and I've stuck with it. 
which is any, an answer to every question is it depends. So as she's bringing these numbers to me, I'm not really freaking out about how not high the numbers are. I'm saying to myself, okay, and she's asking me, is this still a good deal? And I'm saying it depends. Can we get the numbers down? Um, and like she went through the the, the budget for uh, rehab, can we get some of those numbers off? And so she mentioned uh, there were three. The third item that she was referring to was the HVAC system. Mm -hmm. So um, the HVAC system needs to be replaced. And so the question was literally to me, okay, are there other options? And they brought up doing a split um, instead of doing a full HVAC system, which works out in Oklahoma. So I don't really freak out. Um, when things start to go wrong, I really just start to ask questions um, about how we can get past it. So I'm more of a strategy type guy. Nice. Okay. So what is the strategy here now? I mean, this is happening. Is it? Is it? It is happening, right? Because you said the 24th of June. Is that right, Cassandra? So this one is closing in a week. And what has to happen now as you're as you're figuring out all of these things? What happens okay. before it happens? for good like you signed yeah <laughs> definitely so what ej was saying about uh the hvac and then now the option of doing mini splits instead of the hvac that shaves off fifty five hundred dollars of the price and then there was a portion of it where there was a lot of concrete work we wanted done to the property well they're only going to do some they're gonna like you know, fix up the, the areas that they need to fix up and then, you know, help the stairs. And that shaved off $4,000 of the rehab budget there. And then they're still working on getting the, the sellers to work with us a little bit on the price. So if we didn't even have um, the sellers come in and everything had to be the way it is right now, we're still looking at, at the end of the day, leaving about between ten dollars to $13,000 into the deal, which is okay with us because we know at the end of the day, um, it's supposed to rent at $1,600 a month. And then we were able to lock in a rate at 5% oh, with, wow. uh, with a 25-year amortization with the local bank. So that being said, even after property management, because we already have that team involved, we're at about a $315 per month cash flow on, and just leaving about ten to $13,000 into the deal. So at the end of the day, we said, that's fine with us. Um, the area is still appreciating. And so we only see it going up from there. So that's the reason why we decided, okay, we can do this. Cause as of like yesterday, we did not have the appraiser yet. Um, went, and so we were like, we may not do this deal, but or we may need to find a way out of it. I don't know, or maybe flip it or convert it a, in a different way to bump up the ARV even more. Um, but that may bump up the rehab budget as well. So either way, it works. <laughs> After we got the um, the okay from the lender and how much we're going to be able to finance and the appraisal, it, it started to work out for ourselves, even though we're still pushing to get that sales price lower anyway. Of course, of course. Yeah. It's interesting how day by day, the numbers that you get, the answers you receive help you or hurt you, if you really right. think about it, um, yes. get you to that finish line of something, whether it's yes or no, or maybe, or I'm still not sure. Right. And I think it's interesting how I'm hearing you talk about it. This is kind of going on while you have the other thing going on as well. So if you're thinking about stress levels, right? I mean, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, uh, how would I handle this? And that's maybe what people are are doing as well as they're listening to this. Can you tell us what the parameters are for this first property? Still on the table, right? It's still on the table. You haven't 
pulled the plug on this one yet. So talk about this one and then and then I'm going to kind of bring it back around. To the sure. Other. You want to start, EJ? You good with me? Okay. So we uh, we went under contract with this at 101500 Because it's taking so long, we were able to negotiate it down $5,000. So now we're getting it at $96,500. Um, that area, I look at it daily. It Even though we are in a housing correction and everything, it has gone up quite a bit, like significantly. So we've been running our numbers at like a baseline of one sixty five. Um, for an ARV, but now I think we're going to be fine in a 185. We, I, um, a house just sold for, with the same parameters in the same neighborhood at 140, $147 per square foot, which would mean our house could possibly go up to 199. So things are just still going well in that area. So even if we have a correction, we're happy. Um, especially with that $5,000 decrease. So our rehab budget, we already got that squared away for $30,000. And then we are estimating to rent it at least at $1,400 a month. And because we're doing it within the same time frame with the lender, we should be able to lock it in at that same five or five and a half, maybe 6%. I go higher um, percentage rate with them at that 25 um, year amortization. So our probability with that one is possibly getting up to, well, maybe even more than $6,000 cash out and then um, cash flowing at approximately two sixty-five dollars per month after we pay the property management fees and insurance and taxes and things like that at the end of the day. So that one's good. That was really good if we right. can get to the closing table. <laughs> and so you are closer to that point, but... And it has been a little bit of a rocky road. So mm -hmm. maybe you can explain just a little bit about some of the things that have made it so the the second property that you found is probably going to close first. Yeah. So, you know, we're people of faith, so we know that, like, God is driving us down this path. Um, that being said, we we just I'm I'm a like planning person. I have checklists everywhere, post-its everywhere. We even have right behind me this big old uh, dry erase board that has checklists on it for what we need to do for the week and for the month to make this business keep on going kind of thing so i like to see my a through z and i like it to work just that way and so god did not see fit for that to occur <laughs> so I, like we were like oh we're gonna close at the end of april was it yeah it was the end of april it was the 29th of april was the first date and then we're going to be done with this first project and we're going to be like, yay, a portfolio program. We did it that first one. And, you know, and we would have gone through that whole thing with Pollock and Needy. That was the plan. And so when all of the bankruptcy stuff went down, then I was asking my father who worked for Fannie or he worked for Fannie Mae for 25 years. He's now retired. Asking him bankruptcy questions, trying to figure out from title what's going on. There's all sorts of you know, in-betweens of what what's happening. All the while, I'm thinking we're still going to close in May. And so I'm like, okay, we really need insurance. We we need that real, you know, risk insurance. We need all that stuff. So I'm, I'm we planned all that. So now it's here, we're done. Like we get to kind of sit and wait right now at this point. And I just keep analyzing the market, but we're now at a place where I've done all that at the forefront. So that's a beautiful thing, but 
because we didn't know at one point that we we're going to close, it drove us down to seeing this other property. So it's just funny how that all worked out. I just know it's a faith thing. What's supposed to happen happens. And it's definitely not my A to Z, what had I had planned, but it's working out better than what I thought. So, yeah. And actually, I would love to get EJ's point of view on that as well. By the way, I'd love for you to come work in my house with the checklist, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, EJ, how do you feel about maybe starting the program and thinking, oh, I'm going to have one. And then at the end of it all, you'll have minimum two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it was a little tight. It felt tight because we were purchasing two properties. And so we don't have cash to purchase two properties. Um, we, we knew we had saved up one, but we didn't have it for two. So where she's doing a lot of the 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 work on like finding the deals, working with the contract, and all stuff like that. I'm on my end trying to look to see if we can find money someplace uh, to be able to bring to the table. So it 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 was a little rough because we 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 didn't want to lose the first deal because it was such a good deal. After we especially after we found out that we were able to potentially get both of them, so it it was it was rough having to go through four in one case to try and. Uh, see if we can move money around, get loans. We're trying to pull money out of other investments that we don't know if it's going to be ready in time. So it it, it, it was tight, but like Cassie said, and like I, I mentioned before, we didn't really worry about it. We really just kind of put our heads together and just say, look, how can we make this work? And at the end of the day, if we got to the closing table and we lose some of the artist's money, we knew that that's just the risk of of this this type of investment. So we, we were going to try and find a way to make it work. Mm. One of the questions I know our students always have is, is, is how do you find people you trust? And it, and it sounds like, cause you live, correct me if I'm wrong. So you live in Texas and the properties are in Oklahoma city, right? So it's not right down the road, right? I mean, you, you, you have to put your trust in people who are local. How have you cultivated those relationships? How did you find those people and how do you, and then it sounds like the people in the first deal helped you find the second deal. So you're continuing to move down the road with them. You talked right. a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So open spaces helped a lot with that. I had read a bird book right before I started the program, but the program just really A through Z walked us through kind of what we needed to look for in each part of our core. Um, I had already established somewhat of a connection with someone at New Western um, in Oklahoma City, like months before I joined the program back in no like November, earlier than that, um, of last year. And so he's been sending properties, kind of trying to figure out where we're going. And I didn't want to pull a trigger until we actually got through the, the modules and kind of got our understanding of how we were going to work our stuff. So we kept that connection going, but I was analyzing his deals ever since. Like, even before that, and to see kind of what the market's like, not fully understanding what markets, like what I should be looking for in a neighborhood and things, but I started already getting my feet wet there. Um, so there was somewhat of a connection there already, and he knew that we were waiting. But I think what helped a lot was when we actually started discussing deals and saying, okay, now we're looking for something. And he had already known what we were looking for, like the three bed, two bath. We want to kind of keep it on like a hundred thousand or lower on that low side. This is what we're trying to do with our burr. And, um, 
So that helped him to sort of understand us like at the beginning. And then from, I asked him for his references for contractors because he's all, he's working with all sorts of people. And then I asked him why, like, why didn't you like this person? And I had already called a couple of contractors that were referenced from other agents before and was okay with them. But, you know, the typical like, yeah, I'll come over, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, and so when I called the contractor he referred me to, he's like, yeah, I'm, a, you know, I will go out. This is what we're going to do. I, I would love to help you, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a whole different tune, right? So I immediately was like, I want his quality to be great because I already love working with him. Like he's fun personality and, and those two already work together already. So, um, it just, it was wonderful. So we actually, I went with my parents and my kids down to Oklahoma and that's when we started, we walked the first property together. We started talking about different ideas and cost saving ideas and things like that. And we also noticed immediately that like the contractor came, he didn't have to, we were just wanting to see the property and he had already walked it with the agent, but he came anyway and he came on time and he did everything and he stayed with us the whole time and it was a great experience. So then when we went again to go look at property number two, there we actually didn't know we were gonna get property number two. We went to walk properties. So we went and looked at four different properties and the contractor was with us the whole time. He had like booked his time and he's wow. looking through it with us, giving us estimates, going through all of this. We had a great time. <laughs> and he also came on time. Like it's like he did what he said he was going to do. So that was already establishing trust. There was also another property they thought was good for us and we couldn't go to Oklahoma. So the agent and the contractor met themselves to go look at it. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. When we went in there, it's not for you. Your numbers are going to work on this one. And that's kind of what we're trying to get is like a team to where we don't even have to be there. You already know what we're looking for. And so that a trust is definitely starting to get there um, with uh, the contractor going back to property number two and then giving us the reality of the new budget. And then now starting to discuss with us along with the agent, um, trying to discuss how to fix, how to fix it, <laughs> how to get the numbers down a little bit. And then the agent actually called another roofer to go get a quote on the roof to wow. see if it was better than the contractors. And it didn't come, it came in $500 more than the contractor. Right. So those things also the, what is it called? The appraisal, the ARV that the agent has given us. Cause I'm, I'm more, it's not pessimistic. I don't know. I, I guess I am a little more, I'm, I'm just more hesitant on numbers when people give them to me because they're trying to sell. And so for property number one and property number two, solid, like he, he said 165, you're probably going to get more for it. And I'm seeing numbers jump in that area, as he said, for property number one. For property number two, he's like, you're at a solid 210. It could go a little higher. And we got the appraisal this morning. It's two, or, or he said, you're at a solid 200 and it came in at 210. So I'm starting to see like, you know, I'm testing them both still. We're still at the beginning phase, but for now I'm liking what I see. Yeah. I love what you just said. Sorry. I, I want to hear what you have to say, EJ, but I love what you just said about them sort of going, not behind your back, but kind of taking initiative and, and going behind your back and like getting more things that will help you as you're making this deal. Okay, EJ, what do you have to say about that? 
No, I was just going to say she lined it up because I'm not there most of the time. So it, the, I trust her during our conversation. So as she's telling me about what they're experiencing and how they're keeping their word and stuff, that's what gives me confidence in her and the contract. That's the biggest one is she's doing her numbers crunching on her side to validate that the real estate agent is at least within the range that he's in. Um, and then as far as the contract goes, for me, it's, it's really key on keeping your word. So if if I, if I, if I know you're going to keep your word before we get into the project, then I have a little bit more confidence with you as, as we start to approach doing the rehab itself. So. Yep. And so far it's tracking, right? So far right. as as you're kind of seeing the numbers that they produce and the ones that you have in, in your calculations, it's, tra- it's very cool. Yep. I wanted to ask how the portfolio program you're in the program and you've gone through the modules. How has it helped you with all of this? How has it been the the resource you needed to kind of get you through almost two deals? Because I, I say almost because we're not quite there yet. Right. Very close. <laughs> Very close. Um, but how has the portfolio program helped you? I wrote notes. So if I'm looking over here, that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> um, it's helped immensely. I've said it. I said in the first sentence session, but it's a kick in the butt. Like for, for those who really want to pursue this and like are serious about it, like serious, serious, like showing up on the coaching calls, going through the modules, making your to-do list. And Pollock said, I, she said it in the beginning where she was like, do three things a week, like put those three things down. This is what you're going to do this week or what are your goals? And, and I stuck to that. Like I literally have my three things I'm going to do for the week. And just kind of, and it, it actually makes it a lot easier for me to dial down sometimes because I'm like, oh, all I have to do is call the lender or all I have to do is this, or maybe I don't even do that. I'll do that next week, but I know where I need to leave off that. So that's helped tremendously. The Burr calculator, I said it before, I absolutely love it. Um, I literally <laughs> took it, I put it on my one note so I can bring it down like when we were looking at properties, when we're trying to find deal number two, I literally had my Burr calculator and I was like, I can't give you more than blah, blah, blah. And so we're doing all of that. And my little Burr calculator was sitting there with me and it was so simple instead of me doing it manually, because I also learned how to do it manually. And, but I'm like, that takes too long. I don't want to do it on a napkin. So that's helped a lot. Um, I've also created a couple other calculators on um, Excel based off of some of that bird calculator, like how to like average zip codes price per square foot, because that's a big thing in Oklahoma's price per square foot. And then a scaling calculator to see how much money we have left in project number one, how much money we can bring into the table. So it leaves it this much for project number two. So that one got me super excited because that is showing me how to scale. Like, oh, we need this much money to keep going and we can't leave this much like we need to like cap it out here so we can't do that much on rehab we need to leave it here so that one really like i don't know why i was a saturday but it totally changed my life and then uh, <laughs> the networking the coaching calls just showing up for all of that um it's it's kind of accountability i get i'm already like introverted don't like to like step out and talk about what's going on kind of thing but it forced me to do it when I could, when we weren't sick and things. But when um, when I went, it forced me to have to talk about it. <laughs> and 
And then, of course, you get other ideas from people along the line. And from those calls, too, I've met some I've made some friends like, you know, and they've also helped me along the way. And I still talk to them. And it's wonderful to know that you're not going in it alone. And then the guides. I did want to mention this. The guides. I watch them all. I love them. But Jen Johnson calls like about, you know, she's I can't remember what she's a coach. She's a life coach. I watched all of those and they helped me like, you know, making boundaries and dialing it down. And how do you dial things down? And I like psychology stuff anyway. So that actually really helped me. That was one of my favorite things to watch. I watched some of those over again. So yeah, a lot, a lot came from this. I love it. Well, I mean, when I think about the ups and downs, I think in, in terms of a real estate deal, Ups and downs happen all the time, but I think you guys got double. Like, I think you guys got double that just just hearing a little bit of what you've been going through. And it sounds like having the community, having Paula Caniti, having the actual tactical calculators and the modules and things like that have helped you kind of navigate what maybe you you didn't know. I mean, and I think in my case too, I'm an investor as well. Like, you, I just don't know what I don't know. And sometimes having that allows you to know that there's someone else who's who's been through it before. EJ, how about you? How has the portfolio program helped you in, in uh, your real estate? Yeah, I know. The last statement you mentioned is exactly what, what we got. So we came into this pretty much brand new. We both knew. So we've built two uh, homes by the grace of God. So that we've lived in. But it's it's we've never been in this whole bird process. Uh, like I said, we got into uh, real estate. Uh, last year by buying two key turnkey properties. So going through this program really set a good foundation by being able to get that expert help um, and then having the support group. I've noticed that definitely from Cassie. She, she talks about her being introvert. Um, it is definitely um, a confidence booster um, having someone there as a as a as an accountability partner um, and a group. So pushing pushing her out there to do. Uh, what she knows. So the the biggest two for me that I've seen is definitely the educational part of it because we just didn't know, especially with the rehab and all that. Uh, but the other part of it is having a support system to help boost your confidence as you're having those conversations. So. so Cassie, I know that you you mentioned so many of the things. Um, and EJ, I'm going to ask both of you the same question is, is there one, I don't know if takeaway is maybe the right word, but, um, but I'll go with takeaway. Like what is your one takeaway? So I know are you, I mean, you had a laundry list of things that the portfolio program helped with, but what would you say would be the one thing that kind of got you through uh, all of the ups and downs of your recent deals? I would say probably just the encouragement, knowing that you're not doing it by yourself. Um, the sensei session, getting on the calls when people are saying like, I don't know if this is going to work out or whatever. And you know that feeling. You know you're in that same spot. We're all in this recession, going towards a recession, whatever you want to call it right now. So we're all kind of in this together. And uh, so just to be around Pollock and Needy, to say like Needy on one of the um, the last Sunday call I could make, he was like, you have those two properties. And at the time we're like, we can't do this. We can't do two. He's like, I understand, but if you can and you're comfortable, try to do it. <laughs> it's a good idea. And it kind of flipped us a little bit. We started talking about it more and that kind of pushed us 
to find a way to get the funding for it. Thanks, Needy. You know, and so that just being with people who have done it before and people who are just starting, kind of being in that same atmosphere, the same pool with starters like us and experienced people to be like, oh yeah, we made that mistake or we've been there, done that, helps that confidence, like EJ saying, to to keep going, to keep like, don't quit. It's going to be okay. You just need to learn, you know? So I would say that. To that point, Cassie, what you just said about what Needy's saying, you know, that those those lines, like try to do it and that push that it gave you, yeah. it's something that maybe you would have been easy. It would have been easy to like let go one of them probably. Yeah. And then have it, and he's looked at the numbers with you and and he has the understanding of the numbers just like you do. And probably seeing that is like, okay, try to do it. And just those try to do it with four words. <laughs> you tried to do it. Right. I think that's that's excellent. Excellent. EJ, what do you say about that? What is a one takeaway that you would say that kind of has helped you through this program? Accountability. Uh, and and it, it really is. So the challenge, both having, uh, seeing those who experience some of the same challenges or even different challenges that may be a little bit more difficult and seeing them push through it. So Cassie's telling me about this and I'm listening to it. That is definitely helpful. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the expert side of it. And the reason why I mentioned that is because like she said, it was needy who really gave Cassie the confidence to try and push forward doing it too. Because when I thought about the two, I was like, if we can do it, I want to try it. Um, it's a challenge, but I want to try it. And she was hesitant, but being able to get someone um, who's been through this process, who has an expert and um, who she's built a level of trust with because of the education on the talk, um, say, hey, if you can, try it. If you can't, don't push yourself, but if you can, try it. Um, and that was a push that she needed. Um, and that was really, so that, that accountability and that network is really, really helpful. So what happens now for you guys? Let's, let's assume these two are going to happen. I, I, you know, let's assume if when, when it happens, you're going to let us know in the Facebook group, of course, but what happens now? What is the goal? Uh, and, and you said it too, just now, Cassie, I mean, who knows what's happening with the economy? Who knows what's going on with interest rates are going up, but what, what is your plan now as you grow? What are you doing with the knowledge you have gained through the program? And and what are you hoping to build? So I'll say, I think we both have talked about it and I'll let her elaborate. We're, we're going to keep going. We want to make this real estate our our business overall. We want that passive income. I have to tell Cassie already that I expect that we're going to have 10 properties by the end of the year total. Um, that, that is a push. I am a very push type person that is also fake, but... I, I do. So the knowledge that we've gained, we're going to take it and we're going to run with it. Um, and we're going to try and shoot for making this full time eventually. Good for you. Cassie, have a, do you have something to add to that? Yeah, I just, I totally agree. So uh, with our bookkeeping business, I don't know if you can see it, but we created like this logo for Paveway. These are little stones going up, helping you to like achieve your goal. So we didn't, when we started that, we didn't know that we were going to turn it into real estate. So now we have Paveway Property Management, which is our holding company uh, or our holding LLC. <clears throat> so what the goal is, is eventually that all the bookkeeping business for everyone else goes away. And the only bookkeeping we will be doing is Paveway Bookkeeping Bookkeeps for Paveway Property Management. Our, and those little stones, there's like 66 of them. 
I don't know if we'll get there, but that's, you don't know what God could do. But I was like, 66 properties, <laughs> we will start. And so that's kind of my mindset is that our bookkeeping business will only be bookkeeping for our properties. And that's, that's the ultimate goal for us. Um, that's why we're pushing so hard. And so, yes, EJ has a very strong and I'm going to walk in faith with him on 10 properties by the end of the year. But um, for me, it's really to try to achieve at least four projects, four projects this year. But I'll work with his. We'll keep going and see what God does uh, at the end of the day. But that is the goal for us to do. We've also, during this time uh, in the market and where we're at right now, we've started discussing our avatar more of trying to stay in the lower income housing market and trying to provide nice, affordable housing for those who need it. Because we do have uh, cousins and you know family members who cannot purchase or rent a home because it's too expensive out here in Dallas. And we see a lot of Texas people still flocking to Oklahoma because the cost of living there is still pretty nice. And so we're like, well, why don't we try to be part of that solution? and try to, while we're growing, help others, you know, get their feet off the ground as well and be able to achieve getting affordable housing. People need homes, but they can't afford them. So that's kind of where we're at right now with our goals. I love that. What a great vision. And, and just so, so needed, right? And when you're talking about affordable housing and if you can provide it, that would be a wonderful thing to do. All right, I know we've got questions, but before we get to them, I'm going to ask you to fill in the blanks to this sentence. I ask everybody who comes on the show. Before the program, I, now I. For me, it's kind of the same as the first time. Before I was like dreaming about it, reading about it, thinking about it. Now I'm doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. We're in the middle of it. We're learning a lot. We're doing it. We're going through it. We actually have a team. We didn't have a team before. We have properties and projects. We didn't have that before. And we have lessons we're learning on the way. So even if like the earnest money, for whatever reason, we decide not to go through with property number two and we lost $2,500, which I don't see, like we have other options, but if that were to occur, it's still money to me worth well spent because we've learned a lot along the way. So we're doing it now. So it would be mine. You are definitely. EJ, would you be able to fill in the blanks to the sentence before the program, I, now, I? Before the program, um, I, I just say I was ignorant uh, to to the housing market and that bird process, so it was. Um, and then now, um, I, I think I have a better foundation of the bird process um, and and definitely I'm ready to to learn more and roll from that. So. Last words for Paul Kennedy. They may be watching. Eventually, they'll be listening at some point. But any any words you'd like to share with them? I know you guys have the opportunity to talk to them. But sometimes, you know, maybe there are things that you forget to say. And I'm going to give you this opportunity to say it <laughs> to them. Yeah, sure. So I'll just say thanks. Um, I appreciate the, the the level of transparency that I know that they've given during these calls. Um, been very helpful. Uh, throughout this process, their um, their willingness to share their experience. Um, I know coming into this, and um, I think maybe we have this perception that it's wrong 
about all people who may have made it, depending on where they are, that they're not willing to share um, because they want to withhold so that they can keep it for themselves. But they, so far from what I've heard and what I've seen, they're they're willing to share and they they really genuinely want to help others grow. Um, so I definitely appreciate that because um, we wouldn't be where we are right now without it. Great, Cassie. How about you? Anything you'd like to share with them? Say- yeah, I I totally agree. Um, Pollock and Needy are they like you know we only see them on coaching calls, but I absolutely love their personalities. I love them on camera. I honestly wish we could be friends and eat dinner together, kind of thing. And I even said when we were getting ready to join, like when we make it to millionaire status, we're going to have to fly you guys out here to eat. And I mean that. <laughs> so I hope y'all are ready for that because we'll we'll definitely have to do that. But I will say um, they've shifted our mindset, mine especially. EJ's more of like the finance riskier taker person. I'm the accountant. I want to shove all the cash underneath my mattress and know that it's there, even though it's depreciating now. But that's the kind of person that I was prior. And so this has been a whole shift for me um, and my mindset and where we've been going. Um, So I want to thank them for that. I want to thank them for helping me to really navigate through the, don't say you can't do it, say how can you do it? Like, Property number two, for instance. Okay, so the rehab budget came really high. You're in the middle of it. So how can you make this work if, you know, and so now I'm shifting towards that. Now we're in this hard market. Instead of saying, I'm not going to do investing right now. I'm just going to wait for everything to get better if it ever does. Instead, it's like, okay, you're a real estate investor. Not I want to be. I am. Whether I have properties underneath my belt or not. I am a real estate investor. So how am I going to make this work in this market? And they are so helpful in that. And that's the biggest shift. Like personally, everything uh, business wise, they've made us into real estate investors. So I'm very grateful. Cassie and EJ, thank you so much. That was so inspiring. Don't forget, when you're ready to get serious, you can join us at theinvestoraccelerator.com. It's like getting a thousand episodes worth of information in five days, and it's everything you need to build your actionable plan to financial freedom and making work optional. 